chapter 4 and verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. The goal of every believer in Christ should be to always be improving. We ought to continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants every one of his children to grow to maturity. Verses 2 and 3. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. The literal meaning of the word sanctification is to be set apart for God. The moment a sinner comes to Christ and accepts Christ as Savior, being born again, that person is now set aside for the master's use. We have been set aside for a holy purpose to be used by God. That's the holy purpose, to be used by God. And every child of God has certain responsibilities. One of our responsibilities is to stay away from fornication. Fornication is a terrible sin that brings reproach. And we ought to live a life that is above Reproach, verses 4 and 5, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concipience, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Listen, every believer should know how to possess his or her vessels in sanctification and honor. Paul is simply saying here that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. When we keep our bodies from fornication, we are keeping our bodies in sanctification and honor. Paul says this in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. All right, verses 6 through 8. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God had not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who had also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Now, we are not to defraud our brothers and sisters in Christ in any manner. Go beyond means to overstep this moral law. What moral law? The command to stay away from fornication. The word defraud means to take advantage of, to rob or to cheat. Paul is simply saying to them that they were not to sleep around with each other in the church. The married couples ought to remain faithful to each other till death do us part. And single folks ought to remain virtuous till marriage. If you choose to do otherwise, God will judge you. You will reap whatever you sow. God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness. Verses 9 and 10. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. Isn't that beautiful? The Thessalonian church were examples. Paul says here, I don't have to write to you concerning having love for one another because you are already walking in it. But I do have one request. I want you to increase more and more in the love of God. 
Listen, no matter how much we love our brothers and sisters in Christ, there will always be room to love them some more. It's the same thing within a marriage. I love my wife. I loved my wife on the day we got married, but I love her much more today. We have to grow in the love of God. Verses 11 and 12. And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. Now, Paul is simply telling them to, uh, number one, stay calm. Number two, stay out of other folks' business and mind your own business. Number three, work. Get a job or be an entrepreneur, but work. Work. Take care of your financial uh, responsibilities. And he told them to do these things for two reasons. Number one, so that the world could have a good report concerning the church. And number two, so that they would not lack financially. Verses uh, 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Paul tells them not to carry on like the world who have no hope. The fact that Jesus died and rose again is our guarantee that every believer who leaves this world before the return of Jesus will rise again. Oh, glory to God. Now, let's look at the process of Jesus' return. Number one, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Number two, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and together with those who remain shall be caught up together in the clouds. Number three, two meet the Lord in the air. And number four, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Then he tells them to comfort one another with these words. And we too are to comfort each other with these words. 